You are listening to episode 18 of the EU Startups Podcast. Today with the serial entrepreneur and investor Lukasz Kadowski, who co-founded Delivery Hero and helped building many European tech companies. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the EU Startups Podcast. I hope you're enjoying the summer and you are able to take some time off. At EU Startups we're also taking it a bit slower these days, but one of the projects that are still keeping us busy during the summer is the EU Startups Club. You're probably already aware that aside of other perks, a club membership gives you unrestricted access to our editorial archive of 6,500 articles, our startup database with 14,000 entries, access to members-only content and the ability to post free jobs on the EU Startups job board. But as the latest addition to our club offering, we recently launched a new benefits section, which gives you access to exclusive deals for some of the world's best software-as-a-service products. This means a club membership currently provides you with access to about 25 deals, which represent a total value of roughly 20,000 euros. If you are not already a member of the EU Startups Club yet, I strongly recommend to you to check it out. To learn more, just head over to eu-startups.com and click on Club. And now, without further ado, let's jump right into today's interview. For today's episode of the EU Startups Podcast, I'm excited to welcome Lukasz Gadowski, a Berlin-based serial entrepreneur and investor who co-founded companies like Spreadshirt, Mr. Specs, Delivery Hero, and several other businesses. As angel investor and through holding companies like Team Europe, which has rebranded to Team Global, Lukasz also invested in many of Europe's most exciting startups like Volocopter, Choco, and Enpal. Thank you so much for taking the time, Lukasz, and welcome to the EU Startups Podcast. Cool. Thanks uh, for having me. Glad to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So let's forget about the intro that I just gave here and uh, start off with the question that you yourself asked yourself many times uh, during um, your interviews for Gründerszene. So Lukas, in your own words, who are you and what do you do? Well, thanks. Um, yeah, so you're the, so, so I'm, um, I'm, I'm Lukas and I'm a tech um, entrepreneur and investor. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's um, that's who I am. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm born in Poland, grew up in Germany for most part of my life, and now, yeah, and I'm, I'm a big fan of science, um, science and technology, and that's what brought me to entrepreneurship more or less. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, and today investing in either starting companies, investing companies in, in more or less like three fields: digital. Mm -hmm. the, this is where the heritage is, also um, mm -hmm. digital, the internet. So when I was um, yeah, student basically when I was young, this was the big thing going on. I think today, like a few big things are going on. Um, mm -hmm. and back then, yeah, digital was the big one. So that's the that's the heritage, still very active there. Mm -hmm. um, with Deliver Hero being the biggest uh, biggest success, and then two new fields is like one uh, new mobility, specifically um, next generation aviation. So this goes mm -hmm. across all sizes of vehicles. I believe we're like about to have experience a revolution. In this piece, be it like drone delivery, air taxis, but also airliners, they will have to become clean. We want new customer experience there, et cetera. Yeah? So this mm -hmm. is one field. 
and then also derived a little bit from that and obviously from the from the challenges of our times yeah now the big challenges in the environment um, co2 we already saw that coming like 20 years ago now nobody can 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 deny it yet yeah? so um, that's a big concern energy and mm -hmm. a lot of it's connected to energy so how um, not only like this next generation mobility aviation but like in general how to get like we call it like clean abundant energy and here having like um, yeah investing in uh, renewables but also in storage systems new storage systems so yeah batteries basically mm -hmm. uh, various um, forms of batteries um, but also um, not clear if it's called renewables but like clean abundant energy in, in my opinion is also nuclear energy both fission yeah fission can be made safe and clean clean it's clean in terms of co2 that's already given but also clean in terms of like no hazardous and long-lived nuclear waste um and and yeah safe so fission but also like fusion energy and fusion this is this is like and i mentioned already i'm a fan of science um mm -hmm. so that's the next yeah the next frontier the next uh, level for mankind the fusion energy so that's mm -hmm. um, yeah that's that's something very exciting that we that we're working on so digital aviation and energy okay awesome and well you're part of uh, the german and european startup ecosystem since i think over 20 years now and uh, you saw it um, growing up and developing over the years uh, and i'm wondering what's your current take on um, the european startup ecosystem versus the us startup ecosystem or maybe the even compared to the asian startup ecosystem like are you optimistic about european tech or do you think we we just lost a chance to compete um, on a global level no uh, i don't think we lost the chance i think like um, i think europe is great and europe has great talent great engineers etc yeah so mm -hmm. there are great companies they continue to be a great companies and having said that in my entrepreneur generation so far we indeed failed to build something that has like truly global scale yeah and Myself and my team, we were very lucky to, to produce one of the big successes, Delivery Hero. It's one of the biggest, largest companies in, in Germany now, 30 billion market cap. Wow, that's mm -hmm. completely proud. It's a dream already. But now once you achieve that, you start to look for the, what's the next level? Yeah, And the next level is like at a zero. So where's the 300 billion company? And the whole my whole entrepreneur generation, not only in Germany, but all over Europe, did not produce such a company. I think the first one are now scratching their 100 billion border, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe they already uh, um, took it. Um, ASML, by the way, it's a, it's a chip company. Yeah? It's, it's the largest mm -hmm. tech company I know in Europe. Um, funnily enough, not very um, popular because of its B2B. Uh, um, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so this is the next frontier. And I think we have... The talent so we, we we have the ingredients yeah um we also have a few impediments and some the capital markets for example we're lagging behind in terms of the learning curve and a few other things but but we have um, yeah we have we have the tech talent yeah we have the tech mm -hmm. talent we have ambitious entrepreneurs all of that so we we have the ingredients and um that's um that's it yeah and i think all three geographies also my company's name is now um, Jim Global, all three geography geographies, or like if you divide the world in these three major, like so, like the Americas, um, Europe, and um, and Asia have their 
yeah, their peculiarities, their, their, their traits, their characteristics, and things, all of them are exciting. And to mm -hmm. some extent, as, um, as Europeans, since we have so small national markets, we need to train the, the muscle of internationalization. We need to go, go global. Mm -hmm. So far, it didn't work out. Yeah? And the, the big companies, um, the Americans, for example, they do not have to be global to be very big. They can start in the US, uh, US only. Yeah? So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. But when they make it there, they can expand like the Tesla, the Google, the, the, the Amazon. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we can make it. And it's the next uh, mm -hmm. frontier. It's exciting and it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's great. And I've, I've seen so many things. You said like 20 years. It's a long time. I've seen so many things moving into the positive direction and then continues like that. So um, mm -hmm. I think it's an exciting time. Yeah. Good to know that you're still optimistic about European startups. And you just said it, you rebranded basically from Team Europe to Team Global. Um, what was the thinking or the rationale behind that? And what is, are your goals for Team Global in the coming years? Yeah, so I think that one, one, idea of, one idea of Team Europe, I mean, this is where our roots are. I'm European, I'm born in Poland, grew up in Germany, as I already said. So one, what is great about Europe is this notion of countries working together, transcending national borders, I mean, we now see entrepreneurs going to space, space entrepreneurship, all of that. We have challenges on global level there. Yeah? And, and the, the, the greenhouse effect doesn't stop at a border, right? We have mm -hmm. other challenges on global levels, be it like a violent conflict, for example. Yeah? I think like the pale blue dot, Earth from a distance together. Yeah? And, and this is the idea of, um, of, of, of Team Global. Yeah? And to some extent, Europe is an example of how countries that have been at war just a couple of generations ago um, work together now. Yeah, there is not, you know, there is no, there, there is no conflict. So I think this was a role model, and this was also a little bit like the idea behind behind Team Europe um, when we started it. But back then, yeah, it was the background was still very German, so to say, and now it's indeed more European. And um, and and we we call it Team Global, and they're also like very practical considerations for example if we have some business partners in, in asia yeah and then want to work on something what is this like let's start team asia yeah and then mm -hmm. we hired the first um, employees in in america yeah? and they didn't mind they joined team europe but that mm -hmm. also can have a political connotation and they don't mm -hmm. this is like many americans will not identify why should they yeah why should they abandon their uh, great um, great home country so to say yeah so so I think it makes um, yeah it, it makes us more um, more open and more approachable and while still having mm -hmm. like this the spirit of the pale blue dot one that all of us working together and challenges something sometimes competing but always fairly always it's like the Olympics right fairly mm -hmm. peacefully um, uh, yeah uh, without hate speech it's also the next frontier of global collaboration. Mm -hmm. yeah? Makes sense. So how has your motivation to start businesses and invest in tech companies changed over the years? Um, and what drives you today, um, despite or aside of just financial returns? So how did it change over the years? So like when I, when I, when I started out, it was like to contribute to scientific progress of mankind. Yeah? Uh, and, and the mm -hmm. idea is like just born out of like philosophy, like what's the best worldview that we have, like if you zoom out in the cosmos, astronomical timescales, et cetera. So that was the, um, the original motivation, sort of like to contribute somehow to it. And the best way seems to be, um, seemed to be to become an entrepreneur. Yeah, I looked at mm -hmm. politics quickly, realized quickly that it's not a meritocracy. It's not for me. 
I knew I'm not a scientist, so entrepreneurship was the way to go. And that way you can decide where to funnel resources to. Yeah? Um, mm-hmm. yeah? And that's, that, that was the idea 20 years ago. And that's the idea idea today. And I'm very happy, very proud to see. I remember when I was, I was a kid, I was like, oh, to, to advance science, what is the frontier? Particle accelerators. Yeah, this is the, mm-hmm. yeah, also telescopes, by the way, and all sorts of, um, of, of you yeah. And, and by the way, to have particle accelerators, to have um, telescopes, to be able to go to space, you need to have an educated society. You need to have a peaceful society. You need to have the society where the basic needs are taken care of, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and which, which is fair. So like, to have this as a goal, yeah, to, to increase knowledge and progress and all of that, if you have this as a goal, all the other goals that we commonly yeah, uh, accept as desirable, like again, like this happy, educated, fair, just societies um, uh, fall into place. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, it remains the same motivation. And I think to some extent, it's a strength. Yeah? We sometimes say here at Team Global, like we're, we're, we're not in the business of making money. Yeah? If mm-hmm. we create a lot of value, money will come by itself as a byproduct. It doesn't mm-hmm. work without. So the, the unit economics have to make sense of a business. Otherwise, you know, um, but on the other hand, we also want to progress. And I, I'm very positive. I see everything moving into the, into the right directions. Yeah, sometimes there are setbacks. But if you zoom out on a macro scale, I think the world develops mm-hmm. in the right direction. And not everything is perfect. Many things are still need to be addressed, yeah? and, mm-hmm. including the capitalistic system. But I think the capitalistic system makes sense. Yeah? And you want to mm-hmm. tweak it maybe a little bit. For example, externalities like CO2, for example, CSR, corporate social responsibility, that it's not only like a PR thing, but it's really ingrained mm-hmm. in the DNA. So like we, we try to also be part of leading the way of, of, of progress in, in, in this. Yeah? So for example, mm-hmm. time of our parts of our time is dedicated to nonprofit uh, activities, not only money, but also time. We apply some of the same patterns that we do to start and run businesses to, to nonprofit organizations which is mm-hmm. super fulfilling and sort of like nice. Yeah. So you don't wait, like you're not saying like, okay, once I'm retired, then I will uh, invest my time in something that is not purely financial. No, we do it already, already now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And also it's a good business strategy, by the way, to create value and go with the flow of what mm-hmm. the world needs. It's a good strategy because of it's resilient. And as an entrepreneur, you do not want risk. Yeah, there's already enough risk. You do something new, so you don't want any additional risks. So if you, for example, now would, would start an oil company, right? That would be a huge risk. It's a very developed market. It wouldn't, wouldn't make mm-hmm. sense, right? Um, and I think Tesla is a great example in, in that, um, where they did something that was right for the planet. And I call it like tailwind from the universe. Yeah, they received mm-hmm. a lot of tailwind from the universe, where the right moment... The government gave them subsidies because, yeah, or like people, people like single individuals had, had like epiphanies that like we need to move to a cleaner world or, or all of that. Yeah. And they, they disrupted an industry and led an industry into electrification. So if you do the right thing long term, create genuine mm-hmm. value, you get the tailwinds from the universe. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the Makes sense. That's the motivation. And then one motivation is the next order of magnitude, sportsmanship, the next level what we talked about before, how to create or be part of creating a very large, uh, um, very large companies. And it's not that they have to be even in Europe. Yeah. Some of them will be in mm-hmm. Europe. Some of them will be in the United States. Some of them will be in Asia. That's also like 
but about about team team global, but but as Europeans to be to be part of that, yeah, to go to this next um, next frontier, yeah, and based mm-hmm. out of here with with our culture, with our values, with our heritage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the popular definition of success uh, in the startup world is to raise VC funding and then aim for an exit several years down the line. Um, you've been very successful in this game yourself, um, but from previous interviews I watched from you, I also know that nowadays we have a different perspective on uh, exits and um, the attractiveness of exits. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, I call it the exit lie. Yeah, the the, mm-hmm. the the story that an exit would be something desirable and to aim for. Um, and I think that's a big mistake that makes us think small, that propagates short-term thinking, and it's not really desirable. Many founders who exited the company sold it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Then I, uh, yeah, only afterwards realized like, oh, what I'm doing with this money now? And they realized they, they maybe lost their job and uh, owned by someone who controls them in a way that is not best for them and not best for the business. Very mm-hmm. often, exceptions prove the rule, but most of the times, very often, the best owner is the founder. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, who is the best owner for, for, for a business? Only if clearly someone else is the best owner for it, then, then it's good to sell. And I think back to your earlier question, one reason why Europe is still lagging behind creating this very large, sustainable long-term companies is because people sell too early. Yeah, I had this mm-hmm. experience myself. And luckily, Spreadshirt, my, the first company that I started that is successful, we never sold. My biggest success, Delivery Hero, we never sold. It's a public company. It's a large, independent mm-hmm. company. Yeah. And one, for example, StudiVZ, social network. Yeah, we sold it for after 10 months. And this is like 15 years ago now. We sold 10 months, 14 months in existence in corporation. 10 months after being live, we sold it for 85 million yeah, euro. Mm-hmm. This is 15 years ago. That's probably worth 150 or 200 million today. Looks like a big success. Yeah, 10 months after life. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have revenue, right? Looks like a big success. No, it was not. StudiVZ doesn't exist. We didn't. Social networks are huge. We didn't make it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and on on the in the in contrast, I mean, I can type it in now. Like, what's the market cap of Facebook? It will be close to a trillion, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, Facebook stock. Let's check it. Um, it's nine hundred eighty-one billion um, dollars today. Yeah. Um, wow. So close to a trillion. And mm-hmm. when they had an offer to sell for a billion back then, yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't take it. And why didn't they take it? Because if they had their advice from the ecosystem, former paper people, et cetera, the ecosystem was already more advanced. So mm-hmm. um, I see us as an ecosystem being there now. Yeah, even And I, mm-hmm. I feel it with the founders when we talk to them. And sometimes they say things like, yeah, when the right offer comes, we will consider it. And I tell them, no, I don't want us to consider the right offer when it comes. I want to, us to build a large independent company. And it, mm-hmm. uh, and it resonates with them. Yeah, And I think we can do it. And um, yeah. That's um, that's it. So an exit is nothing desirable usually, and mm-hmm. many more examples of companies that go nowhere because of the new owners are by far not the best owners, and then the founders themselves realize they have to start sort of like from 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 scratch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just mentioned Facebook and its uh, impressive valuation, and also StudiVZ. And uh, I remember I once heard a rumor that. Uh, Facebook once tried to acquire StudiVZ. Um, is, is that is that true, or was it more like a rumor? No, it was like seven point two percent of uh, of Facebook on the table. That was also a mistake wow. not to take this mm-hmm. and to take cash instead. But like there were many reasons why we why we did this in retrospect. 
In hindsight, mm-hmm. very easy to say. It was a big, big, big mistake. Probably the most, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the largest that that I was uh, part of. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, in hindsight, we're always smarter, right? So, um, and with over 20 years of experience, I assume you also made a lot of mistakes and learned a lot uh, along the way. So if you could travel back in time and talk to the 20-year-old Lukash, um, what kind of business and life advice would you give him? Oh, that's a very, um, that's a, that, that's a very good question. Um, so many things went well and also some the mistakes that i that i did were sort of like part of uh, part of the way and part of the part of the growth yeah mm-hmm. um maybe to to trust even more in 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 your in yourself would be would be one um, yeah um yeah that's 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 maybe one of i would pick one but everything is there for a reason everyone has its own path and journey so mistakes are part of you yeah and then mm-hmm. sometimes they needed to needed to grow and very happy where where things are yeah being able mm-hmm. to invest in particle accelerators mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and to build the future so mm-hmm. it was was good in the very beginning you mentioned um certain areas uh, you are currently uh, working on and investing in um, but is there like one certain topic or one startup or project that currently keeps you up at night that uh, excites you currently the most? Something that you can talk about? Um, so most time now goes into the next generation aviation currently. Um, mm-hmm. So And I expect this in the next 12 to 18 to 24 months, maybe shifting a little bit more towards the energy side of business uh, um, of, of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And today it's like drone delivery. It's the air scooter. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be the air taxi, but it's also going to be the air scooter. Um, so this is um, this is very exciting. Um, this is what we're building, like with two companies. One of them in Texas, um, Lyft aircraft, and one of them in, um, in Marseille, um, Zapata. Mm-hmm. It's the air scooter. Then it's the air, air taxi that we're building, like with the um, with the one company in. The United States, um, Archer Aviation, amazing company, amazing team. One company in Europe, Volocopter, amazing company, mm-hmm. amazing um, um, team, great pioneer. And um, we're also still looking for for um, what might be there in Asia. Yeah, so air taxis. Mm-hmm. Mm, and then there is, um, yeah, and then later also there will be like the. Um, Not with the airliners, yeah. And not only we're building these vehicles, we also work on a few enabling technologies. So, and this leads us also to the energy side of things. But maybe before we go there, it's like, uh, for example, certified software. Yeah? How to build certified software? So here we working on um, on new programming languages. So basically, like a universal tool. Other tools is like um, sense and avoid technology. Yeah, and um, yeah. So that's um. That's a big part of um, of of our time, yeah? mm-hmm. but then also there are other mobility companies like, for example, car sharing. We're big fans of car sharing. Here we're active with Miles Mobility. So far, it's only available in Germany, but we um, want to take it international, including the US. It's great car sharing. It's not mm-hmm. that you share your individual cars. Like we operate fleets of cars, yeah. Um, so. That's the sharing in a way. It's a little bit like scooter sharing only with cars. That's um, as um, yeah, um, 
much better than many many things that <laughs> make it more interesting than compared to um, right hailing for example both from mm -hmm. from a customer experience but also from from a business perspective from a financial perspective mm -hmm. yeah so um, those are things and then energy so like you, you mentioned NPAL at the beginning solar so like this is a yeah a great new development and we augment mm -hmm. it now with storage systems so we need new storage systems batteries for mobile applications we're working on a crystal battery where you basically you the battery grows as a crystal and this gives it new properties so if this will work out then in a few years all of us will have a crystal battery Mm -hmm. And um, it will be twice as performant as today, today uh, lithium-ion batteries while requiring about, just like make it simple, 20 times less resources. Yeah? Mm -hmm. how, much, wow. how much raw materials you need and how much energy you need. So today's mm -hmm. batteries need a lot of raw materials, a lot of energy. We would innovate that. Yeah? It's a sulfur crystal in that case. And mm -hmm. So this we're building in, in battery. And now we're looking also towards stationary battery um, technologies. And also like stuff that can help in aviation. Yeah, here will mm -hmm. that might be hydrogen, but they also might be like other systems. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be the the, the nuclear. Yeah, and here, um, yeah, fission is already there. It's just like sort of like execution, uh, including regulation. So it's not simple at all. It's very complex systems. And then the next frontier is uh, fusion. And here, the, the after yeah, spending like about a year on fusion. Um, as a step on the way there we're big fans of particle accelerators um, mm -hmm. because a fusion requires lasers and we need like high power lasers yeah and um, um, a good commercial use case for those is like particle accelerators basically they do diagnostics you can use them for science but you can also use them for material science checking the quality of aircrafts uh, uh, like an engine and um, mm -hmm. biotechnology like uh, scrutinizing proteins viruses etc yeah imagine like a like a um, sl slow motion camera microscope yeah um, you can enlarge things size of an atom more or less yeah mm -hmm. um, so very powerful quote-unquote, mm -hmm. magnifying, uh, magnifying glass. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of, um, lot of activity. Yeah? Yeah. So there's Looks not like a single, get, single yeah, thing. You won't, won't get bored so soon. <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. Okay, and um, as I understood it, you're um, mostly active um, as a hands-on investor in all these projects these, these days. Um, and do you miss, uh, like, the, the actual... Um, grind of building a company yourself um, from the ground up currently or um, do you see yourself even like in a founder position in some of those projects currently or I'm, I'm an investor and I work with the CEOs but when working with the CEOs we often work very hands-on so it's not like the mm -hmm. typical uh, board meeting like once in there like we have a weekly call with our CEOs and we, we address the program problems so like the topics uh, the challenges ha um, hands-on yeah so, um, for example, we, we help them to build organizations. I mean, we really do interviews. We interview candidates. We yeah, just very hands-on organization building, recruiting, interviewing, management work. So this is what we already mm -hmm. do with the, um, with the key portfolio companies. Yeah? Um, mm -hmm. So where we have like large minorities and um, board seats or a couple of board seats. 
but also regularly starting new companies. So right now we're working on an education company that we started from scratch in, uh, mm-hmm. in Asia and also one aviation company that we're going to start soon. This will be the lead to the path of a clean commercial um, aviation airliners. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So long, long-term term mission um, we're working. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. And the last very successful one that Team Europe back then, now Team Global, um, started was Delivery Hero. So we proved we can do it. Um, mm-hmm. to, and the last w- large effort was CERC, a company acquired by BIRD in the micromobility space. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, was not as successful as we wanted, as you uh, alluded to. Yeah, uh, We sold to BIRD, so that's not a success uh, from our perspective. Mm-hmm. It's um, okay. Yeah? Um, but mm-hmm. we learned a lot about micromobility and very proud to be now investor and supporting not only bird but also a few um, the category yeah um, mm-hmm. and, um, and and looking to do more on micro mobility we didn't talk about it today but like those scooters is um, it's pretty cool um, yeah it's a, it's a great new piece in the mix of, um, of of transport yeah and we need more bike lanes and, and all of that it makes so much sense very mm-hmm. energy efficient so scooters um, uh, scooters are great and this was um, the last yeah, um, one also company that we that we started. That's how we got into the field with with CERC mm-hmm. in Germany. Some people might uh, um, well in Europe. Some people might know it. Yeah, we were in mm-hmm. many cities, although not that long. Yeah, yeah but um, amazing learning no, like scaling up supply chains, homologation, mm-hmm. etc. So really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. And um, we might have some founders listening um, who are working on uh, future of mobility, uh, energy-related startups and uh, startups in other areas that could be interesting to you. What's the best way to reach you uh, for founders who want to have you involved as investor, as mentor? How, how can they get hold of you? Yeah, either they go via one of uh, the people who know me, like when they when they know them and trust them, could be other CEOs of the portfolio companies or people I worked with in the past, could be via anyone of uh, of the team global team, or also like directly via myself and uh, via LinkedIn. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we're, we're we're responsive and um, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lucas, for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, cool. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Um, big pleasure okay. to be here. Yeah?